0: How's it going, guys? Miguel from CFS Recovery here. In this video, I'm gonna be talking about what to do when you crash or when you're crashing. Now, the term itself, crashing, it's a term used all over online. It's been made famous, I think, by other YouTube channels. But when it comes to CFS, crashing is basically when you're flat out, you hit a complete wall. You're completely bedridden, you can't do anything. And I think there's actually a misconception about what crashing is. So I wanna clear that up right now. What is crashing? There's a difference between crashing and having an adjustment period. Most people think they're crashing, but they're actually having an adjustment period. So even just the term crashing amplifies the negative experience that they're having. So I created a video right up here. If you haven't watched it yet, the difference between a crash and an adjustment period make sure to go watch that because that will paint the exact picture that you need to know whether or not if you're in a crash or an adjustment period. So if you haven't already watched that video, make sure to watch that video before you watch this one. Very important. Now, if you have watched that video and you do know what a crash is and you are legitimately crashing, that's what I wanna dive into in this video. So a little bit about my experience with this. I have legitimately crashed maybe 50 times in my entire journey. and. Having a crash, it's one of the worst feelings ever, and I don't want to go too deep into it because I don't like talking about this negative stuff on my channel, but a crash is essentially when you feel like you're knocking on death's door. It feels like your body is shutting down, it feels like you have 10 more seconds to live, like your lungs are just gonna completely give out, your heart's gonna explode, it's not a good place to be. And if you've crashed in the past before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you can't even lift your head off a pillow without feeling like throwing up or feeling like your body's just gonna explode. That's what I mean by crashing. Just right off the bat, there's a lot of people I talk to who think they're crashing, but they're having an adjustment period. So if you are in a crash and you're completely bed bound, like you can't even sit up, right? Honestly, the best thing you can do is mentally hang on for dear life, right? Imagine you're a ship going through the middle of the ocean. If we're trying to get from one side of the ocean to the other, right? The place where you're at, it's where you are, and the place we want to get to, that's being fully recovered. It's a journey to get there. It's a very treacherous journey. There's a lot of discomfort. There's a lot of storms that come our way. And when you have a crash, think of it like a storm. Sometimes all you can do is just hold on for dear life mentally and not fall off that ship. Right? because if you fall off that ship, you dig yourself a deeper hole and then you're panicking, then you feel like you're back at square one. So that's another thing I wanna mention is you're absolutely not back to square one if you crash. Is it possible to go back to square one or get worse? Yes, but you shouldn't make that the initial assumption if you do hit a complete wall. Sometimes you can have mini crashes and they can set you back by a couple months, but it doesn't mean they're gonna set you back years and years and years, right? Back to completely square one. So just know that if you do have a crash, know that you didn't just undo years and years of progress because a lot of times you can bounce back in a faster time frame than you think if you handle this properly. So when you do have a crash and you're basically in the trenches, you're basically stuck in quicksand, the last thing you wanna do is make it harder for yourself by mentally just freaking out because your nervous system has caused tons and tons of physical discomfort where it feels like you're gonna die. The last thing you wanna do is pour fuel to that fire by thinking of all these things. Oh shoot, I shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done that, am I gonna survive? Am I ever gonna get better? You don't wanna ask yourself those things because the damage is done. Like the nervous system has been hyper stimulated and It's gonna be in that phase for a good amount of time. Like it could last a few days, it could last a week. Crashes are very intense. You're not gonna be calm in your mind, but the calmer that you are, the better you handle it, the faster you come out of the crash. There's not a lot of things that you can do in the moment to really make you feel better. There might be an ice pack that someone can put on you or someone can be rubbing your hand or You can have a family member sitting beside you. That might make you feel a little bit better, but for the most part, there's not a lot that you can do physically to feel better. That there's not a lot that you can do physically to feel better. Maybe you can do some deep breathing, but even that, I've had crashes where just trying to take a deep breath, I felt like stabbing pain in my chest and I would get like panic attack after panic attack. So there's not a lot that I could have done in that moment, but there was a heck of a lot that I could do to make it way worse. So sometimes it's just trying your absolute best to get to a neutral state. That's what you want. No matter how bad your body is freaking out, no matter how bad the symptoms are, the level of discomfort you're feeling, You want to remain as neutral and indifferent to the symptoms as possible, regardless of how intense they are. The less of an emotional charge or attachment you can have to the symptoms, the better. And that's not always possible. I get it. When you're having adrenaline dumped into your bloodstream and there's just complete fear and panic, it's hard to separate yourself from that. But you have to try your best because the better you handle it, like I said, the faster you come out of it, and the less intense the symptoms will be. Especially with crashes, it's damage mitigation. You can mitigate the damages, which means reduce damage. Doesn't mean it's not gonna hurt, doesn't mean it's not gonna suck, but you can make it suck less, right? So mention to people on the calls in our Recovery Jumpstart program, and if they're on a call, they're not crashing, because you wouldn't be able to even answer call, you wouldn't be able to look at the screen if you're crashing. If you are actually legitimately crashing, you just have to know that, like I said, there's not a lot you can do to make yourself feel better in that moment, but there is a lot of stuff you can do to make yourself feel worse. So you just really have to limit that. And then you just really have to believe that, okay, this is going to be temporary, right? It's going to really suck right now. But eventually, as always, this feeling dissipates in a few days or maybe it's a week, that's a pretty long crash to be crashing for a week, you know that the symptoms will get better. So you just have to constantly remind yourself of that. It's like when you're in the middle of the ocean and there's a storm and it's throwing the ship left and right and you feel like the ship's gonna tip over, sometimes the best you can do is just hang on there for dear life and not panic and just believe that, okay, this storm is gonna end at some point. At some point, the sunshine is gonna come out from behind the clouds The storm is going to go away. The water is going to be completely calm, but right now it is a fight. It is a war. It's a battle. Like the waves are 20 feet tall and it's throwing the ship around, but it's not always going to be like that. It happens, but it's not always going to be like that. So whenever I had crazy symptom surges, I just told myself that. And coming out of the hospital after I knew all of these things, I realized that holy cow, I'm not having a crash. Like a lot of stuff I was feeling, it was just really bad adjustment periods. But because I kept thinking that I was crashing, that only perpetuated the symptoms and made it feel 10 times worse than it was. And me stressing about the symptoms led to more symptoms, led to more fatigue, led to more pain. And it was just a a cycle that was perpetuated by fear and anticipation. So once I realized that, never, never have I had a, a severe crash. There was one time actually and this is when i was all better like four years after i got out of the hospital or was it three and a half i had pretty much built myself back up to a point where i could work out i could run 10 kilometers a week where i could do boxing i could exercise and work full time and travel i think it had to do with the vaccine my second vaccine i was working out a ton i was definitely working out way more than i should have been so i was kind of pushing it in that perspective, but I also had the second vaccine. And then two days later, my body just completely hit a wall. Like that felt like the closest thing to a crash that I'd felt in probably six to seven years. I hadn't felt that severe level of symptoms since before I got to the hospital or during the time I was in the hospital. So that was the one time I actually felt like I was having a crash after I knew all of this information. But other than that, there were so many times when my body was just freaking out. Like my heart rate was high. I was having thoughts in my head. I was like, oh, shoot. Is this it? Is this the one that takes me out? But then I would constantly keep my thoughts in check. I would constantly do that. And then I never really felt like I had a legitimate crash. It was all just pretty thick adjustment periods and the adjustment periods got better over time. But that's number one, though. You have to figure out, are you actually experiencing crashes or adjustment periods? Most of the people I talk to who think they're having crashes in adjustment periods it's like people who go out and they say yeah i went out yesterday and now i'm crashing so i just have to stay at home all day so i just really have to limit myself because i'm crashing and i'm just like no you're not crashing if you were crashing you wouldn't be able to sit up you wouldn't even be able to talk properly if you were actually crashing that's a legitimate crash what you're having is an adjustment period basically your body is overstimulated from the stress that's it's going through. And stress isn't always from bad things. Stress could be things like noises. It could be things like lights. It could be things like certain foods, other things happening in life. It could be from good things. Maybe your little cousins come over, and family comes over, and you have a great conversation with them that's very stimulating. That counts as stress or stimulus on the body. So any kind of stress, just see it as stimulus on the body, that can lead to adjustment periods. So. You don't want to push your adjustment periods to the point where you can't handle it. And cover that in this video up here where I talk about the best way to expand activity. But for the most part, people who think they're crashing are not actually crashing. But this video is for people who are crashing and they're really, really debilitated and they're stuck in that spot where they they can't get off the couch. You want to do everything you can to mitigate the damages because any fear, any negative thought you have is going to be perpetuating all the symptoms. And something very interesting that's a scientifically proven, I actually read it in the book, The Upward Spiral, which is an amazing book. You can find it over here. That's what it looks like. In The Upward Spiral, they talk about how when you are in a very sensitive state, when your nervous system is all jacked up and you have all of this stuff going on, you can have a negative bias on things. And for every, one negative thought you have, it takes five positive thoughts to balance that out. So it's completely imbalanced, it's completely amplified when it comes to negative thoughts. Imagine you have five negative thoughts. You need 25 positive thoughts to override, or not even override, just cancel out these ones. And most of the time during the day, you'll find that when you are in a crash, it's all negative, negative. and I get it. It's really hard to think positive when you're in a crash state. So you don't wanna necessarily think positive, you wanna think neutral. You wanna think about how this is happening from a logical perspective. It's a glitch in your nervous system, your body is completely glitching out, your nervous system is glitching out, but you're not dying. If you were, the doctors would've found something and they would've said, hey, we gotta do this treatment and this treatment, but the fact that they haven't found anything shows that your organs are fine, right? Structurally, they are fine but it can feel like they're struggling because of the nervous system sending the wrong signals to the organs and things like that. But something like CFS, it cannot kill you. Even though even though it feels like that, it is proven that it cannot kill you. The only way it can kill you is if you give up and you decide to do something I'm not going to get into it, but that's the only way it will kill you. It cannot kill you. And once I realized that, it completely changed the game for me. And anytime I felt like i was even coming close to a crash i would just pull back and just tell myself it's not going to kill me even if it gets really really intense i know that any kind of negative talk or fear or anxiety is going to add fuel to the fire so there's a lot of people i talk to on instagram and they might be watching this video right now where i try to provide solutions and try to help them and give them ideas but they're just feeding that negative narrative but I have this, but I can't do it because of that, but this and that, well, I get it, I understand. I'm trying to snap you out of that. So you have two choices. You can either keep talking negative to yourself and fueling that fire, or you can try to get to a neutral place and tell yourself, hey, this is is the nervous system. It's a glitch in my nervous system. It's a problem with the way my brain is sending signals to my body. These symptoms, everything I'm feeling, are limiters that the brain is placing on the body. That's what you wanna be telling yourself. Not, but I've had this for so long, but every time I try to do this, it's bad. That's not gonna help you, right? So completely get rid of the negativity, you have to. And it's not easy, but I'm telling you, if you want to pull yourself out of this, if you're at a place where you're just crashing 24/7, that's what you need to do. You need to start reawakening other neural pathways. Because right now, if you have been stuck for a long time, your default mode is to think negative. It's to think of the worst case scenario, which I get because you want to avoid crashing even worse. So you're going to be telling yourself things like, if I stand up too fast or if I walk over there across the room, it's going to put me in bed for the next month. If you keep saying that, that's what will happen. So you're fueling that fire. You need to get to a place where you're completely neutral, where you can say, I could walk over there to the end of my room. I'm going to feel a lot of discomfort, but it's not going to kill me. That's what you need to do. And you also need to do things like change the environment if you can if someone is helping you change the layout of the room paint the walls a different color move to a different room so that's something i see that really helps pull people out of those crashes when they can get into different environments and i know even just getting into a different environment is very strenuous on the body but you want to break these patterns that's what it is if you're stuck in a crash state you need to have a pattern interrupt for your brain so i could talk about this for hours, we talk a lot about this on the recovery jumpstart calls, of you know what to do if you crash and how to deal with adjustment periods and things like that. If you did want some extra help, you can click the link down below and apply for the recovery jumpstart program. We've created it in a way that we can really dive deep into your situation and walk you through exactly what you need to do to recover on an individual basis. So there's small group coaching calls, you get to work one on three with the coaches because there's myself and the other coaches in the program It's not just group setting. There's an actual individualized approach. There's check-in calls and we're constantly tweaking your plan so you know that this is what you need to focus on moving forward. The following week, this is what you need to do. Next month, this is what you need to do and we're pretty much walking with you every step of the way and people think of the program as kind of like their safety net. Like they can never go back to square one if they're in the program because and they have some kind of plan or structure that they can follow. So if you did enjoy this video, make sure to hit that like button, hit that notification bell down below so that way you're notified from all of these videos so you don't miss anything. We're dropping content every single day. And if you did want to join the program, if you did want to see if you qualify for it, we only accept people on an application basis because we want to make sure you're a really good fit for the program. Click the link down below and you can find the questionnaire there. You can book a call and we'll see if you're a good fit. I will personally chat with you to see if we can bring you to the program. But other than that, I wish you the best. Remember, you are a thriver and you are just one mind shift away from living a life with thriving health. I'll see you in the next video.